everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSAT and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So stay stay tuned and get ready to get med ready. ready. (laughs) Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode five of the podcast. So last episode was our how to study part one, um, and this is part two, all about how to take notes and actually learn stuff in medicine. When first starting, I think it can be quite overwhelming with um, what you need to know, but also there's lots of resources out there that you sort of like, should I use this? Should I not? Um, So on this episode, we're going to give you some hopefully helpful advice um, about what we used and how we got through the first year, um, what study methods we used and what not. So Karim, did you want to start us off with any general tips? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think in terms of actually learning stuff in medicine, it can be very, very tricky. Um, One bit of background information I'd like you guys to know is that you what you build on in first year you're always going to use later on but not everything you learn in first year is super important if that makes sense so not everything you learn is clinical but everything else that is clinical that is relevant you begin to build on in following years in med school but also once you get into the hospital you start learning a lot more things that perhaps weren't touched on in first year Mm. um but that's sort of the basis of this episode. So what we're trying to say here in terms of the resources that you can use and, and all that, they're all focused on the idea that what you learn in first year, you're going to build on that in later years. Mm-hmm. Um, but one one misconception that we want to get out of the way is that you need to focus on understanding and not necessarily memorizing. And I think you'll hear that a lot throughout your med school is that not everything is super important. You don't need to memorize every little detail, but you do need to understand the big picture concepts, if that makes sense. Mm. So Mm. yeah, I'll I'll pass on to Gabby for a bit of story time in terms of her experience learning this year and finding resources that she thinks are useful. Mm. Do you want to tell us a bit about what you found? Yeah. So as I sort of mentioned last episode, it took me a while to trial a few different ways of learning and figure out what works best for me. And to be honest, I don't think I really got it until semester two. Um, So it did take me a while. Um, It's not that the other stuff necessarily didn't work. It's just I knew it wasn't the best option that I could have. Um, But what did really work for me is whenever there was some sort of disease or um, pathology or anything like that, I would do up a table which had, you know, a certain definition for it, maybe signs and symptoms to look out for um, and clinical features, maybe different investigations to order and treatment um, and maybe, you know, a histology pick or a path pick if that was necessary. Um, And doing up those tables just really helped me sort of conceptualize diseases better. And I ended up having sort of like a disease or condition dictionary for each topic at the end of the year, which I found really helpful for revising because I'd just go back through and make sure that I knew the key key parts about um, each disease. 
And I also did up some a question and answer documents. So I had, you know, on one side a question and then the answers on the other side. And I would just write out answers for them as I went, but then, you know, um, put that text in white so that so then I could come back later and test myself. Um, and I found that a really good active way to learn because, um, you know, they often say don't passively learn, actively learn things. So that was sort of um, what I ended up doing as my active way of learning. Um, but what about you, Jules? What did you find worked best? Um, so for me, I'm a big, like, I've always been a big note taker. So I'm the kind of person that learns best when things are really structured and really laid out. So I can't really learn just from like reading over lecture slides or just from like listening to information. I kind of need everything in one place. So I kind of trial different ways of taking notes like throughout the year. Um, and eventually I settled on taking notes on my iPad. So I would kind of like handwrite on like a good notes, but you can use any app. Um, I would kind of handwrite like summaries and then I would try as much as possible to like kind of going off what Gabby's saying about active learning. Um, a really good way for me that works to actively learn is to transform the information. So um, instead of just sort of like copying out notes, for example, you want to like change the notes into like a flow diagram or like into a table or like questions and answers. So I really liked having sort of like flow charts or like mechanisms. Um, and that's kind of what I ended up settling on, but I definitely went through a lot of different options beforehand. Like I tried sort of typing up all my notes. I tried handwriting all my notes on paper and I trialed a lot, how much detail I put in them, all that stuff. And so I think, you know, you definitely can switch it up if it's not working for you. Like don't stick with something just because you want to be consistent because it's better to just try something different that actually works was definitely my experience. Yeah, that was something that definitely came up quite a bit this year is that if something is not right for you, try something else. Keep trying, keep trialing. And one way that you can really assess whether something is working for you is just by talking to others and seeing, well, how much of that topic do you fully understand mm -hmm. compared to your peers? Because that's really um, what you want to base your knowledge off. How, like, Don't compare yourself to others, but at the same time, um, how much do you know about this particular topic compared to your peers? Because you should all be at roughly the same level. And I found that was a really good strategy of assessing how well I was going. Mm. Um, for me personally, what I did this year is I was really lucky in that I kind of knew what worked well for me in undergrad. So for me, I really need spaced repetition and active learning. And a really excellent program for that that you might have heard of before is called Anki. If you haven't heard of Anki before, Anki is a um, flashcard program, really similar to Quizlet, which basically uh, shows you a card. You have to fill in a blank or you have to figure out what the picture is, whatever it might be. Um, and if you get the answer correctly, you can put that card in the future. So you see it after, let's say, three days, and then you can try that card again to see if you've remembered it. That worked really, really well for me because it meant that I was constantly revising previous content. Um, Anki is definitely not for everyone, though. I know a lot of my friends really hated Anki. I know that for me, Anki was somewhat stressful to keep up with because I ended up getting quite a lot of cards by the end of the year. Um, I know some of my friends used Anki very differently than what I did. So some of my friends had really, really long cards that had quite a lot of information on it and that worked really, really well for them. Whereas in, I liked really short and snappy cards that I could get through really quickly. 
Um, because mm-hmm. then, you know, for me personally, if I didn't know that piece of information, well, I could specifically revise that piece of information and go back to it. But um, I think it really varies on what works for everyone. So keep trialing what you think works well for you. But those were just some of the things that worked for us. Mm. But yeah, in terms of practical tips, Gabby, did you want to start us off on that? Yeah. So I think you sort of alluded to it, like talking to friends and getting a gauge on what study techniques they're doing, um, I think is definitely um, a good piece of advice. But also don't compare yourself to others, as you said before. Like if someone else is doing some cool new way of studying that just doesn't work for you, then don't force it to try and work because it'll probably cause you more pain than what it's worth. Um, And just I think self-reflection is a really important thing um, to incorporate into your study, not only reflecting on whether or not um, you know, you, how well you know different concepts and stuff, but also reflecting on how long is this study method taking me? Is it too arduous and really long and not actually paying off? Is there another way that I could make this, you know, um, more effective or um, uh, better suited to my schedule, that sort of thing? I think reflecting on that um, is really important. I included self-reflection at least weekly, and I think that really helped me get a gauge on what was working and what wasn't. Um, and if you're in any of my classes at, in Halad, you'll notice that I love self-reflection and will force you to do it. So um, I think that's something that definitely helped me. Um, what about you, Jules? I think one of my biggest tips is to not like, not limit yourself to just lectures as your resource. So I personally really like to use a lot of extra resources um, that are available like online and stuff. So some of my favorite ones were Amboss, um, I used Teach Me Anatomy, which is really good summaries of like all of the anatomy. Amboss has summaries of pretty much everything you really need to know. Um, obviously, it doesn't have all the detail that you're going to be assessed on, but it's kind of a really good way to like see the information displayed in a different way. So I personally really like to use those resources to just kind of, um, I guess, shape, like structure my learning around and then add in extra stuff that like we learned that wasn't covered in them. Um, so that would probably be like my biggest tip. Um, yeah. And then just, uh, also just as, you know, as Karim's kind of mentioned, just like keep, be really quite consistent and try to just keep going over and over the content because it's not something you can really just cram. It's really something that you've just got to keep learning because otherwise there's going to be too much. Mm. Yeah. Spaced repetition and active learning are two terms you'll hear quite a bit in med school. Mm-hmm. So active learning is the process of testing yourself on the knowledge that you need to know Um, so rather than passively reading about a disease you would ask yourself what do i know about the specific pathology or whatever it might be and space repetition is seeing the content often enough that you develop it as a long-term memory rather than only knowing it for a short period of time which is cramming Uh, But yeah, be very familiar with those two terms and try to incorporate them into your study as much as possible. Mm. Building on what Jules said, there's also some other resources you can look into. AMBOSS is a fantastic resource. It's something I've definitely used quite a lot this year. And it has incredibly relevant information that is highly, highly clinical. Um, I can see myself using AMBOSS for quite a few years to come, to be honest. Uh, And Osmosis are really, really excellent Uh, videos um, that are quite quick easy to watch and they have very clinically relevant information as well Um, if you're a flashcard person obviously there's Anki which you can edit and make yourself 
you can also use, if you're struggling with anatomy, Netter's flashcards. They're also really, really good. They have very good summaries of the relevant clinical anatomy that you need to understand. Um, but yeah, just keep trying different things and don't be too harsh on yourself if you're not learning as quickly as you want to be. Um, just reflect, like Gabby said, and try and find something that works better for you. Yeah, and in terms of using resources, I think the best way to use them in an active way and then to learn lectures in an active way is to actually prime yourself before you watch a lecture. So more likely than not, a lot of the students, especially Melbourne students, are going to be watching lectures online next year. Um, and for me, I found that quite difficult because you don't see a lecturer's face. It can be hard to sort of stay um, focused and actually listen to what's going on um, and watching lectures becomes a very passive activity of just sitting there and letting the information wash over you. Um, so a way that I made that more active is that I'd look at the topic of the lecture before I'd watch it, maybe flick through the slides a little bit, get a gauge of what the lecture is going to talk about and then ask myself a couple questions about the topic before watching the lecture. Usually I'd know nothing about it um, but it was good to gauge my sort of basic um, level of knowledge about it. And then I would research a couple things on some of those resources um, that the guys have mentioned, AMBOSS, Osmosis, um, and all of that. And then I would watch the lecture and then reflect on how my level of knowledge has changed from before the lecture and now after the lecture. Mm -hmm. It can be quite a long process, but for me, it really worked. So um, feel free to give that a go and see if that works for you. And also just to build on that, um, remember to constantly ask yourself uh, what you think is important. And that builds on from our previous episode on how to deal with a large volume of information that you get given in medicine. Just remember that not everything in the lecture is important. You need to figure out what is actually relevant clinically um, and focus your study around that rather than trying to remember every single little detail. Mm -hmm. And I think something as well um, that might happen if, you know, you guys are looking at all those different resources is we kind of have a term that we, I think, just made up, but we called it resource fatigue, which is that if you start looking at too, too, too many resources, like other people's notes, um, all these different like AMBOSS, Osmosis, Teach Me Anatomy, all the lecture slides, textbooks, etc., you might start to feel overwhelmed because it's just going to be too much to go off and you're not going to know what to prioritize, what to go off. So I think sort of you know, try a few different ones and then the ones that you like, stick with those and don't feel the need to constantly be looking at other stuff because it does take a long time to familiarize yourself with a new resource. And after a certain, like once you've got a few that you like, that time is probably better spent just like consolidating your knowledge rather than like exploring new textbooks and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, exactly. absolutely. I think resource fatigue is definitely very relevant in med school. I know that a lot of my friends would always tell me like what new resource to look at. I was always very hesitant to look at those resources, but I think I sort of swung the other way a little bit too much. <laughs> try not to just rely on one resource like me. Don't just do Anki all day. Um, try to do other things as well. Mm. So I remember, you know, Gabby approached me with a new resource called Past Medicine, which was online, um, clinically relevant questions, basically. And it's a huge, you know, uh, list of questions that assesses you know relevant knowledge that you you'll pick up throughout the the year um, and I was really really hesitant to get onto it so I didn't use it for a lot of my study but then I only got onto it at the very end of the year and I found it actually extremely useful on top of some of the other resources that I was using as well so don't be afraid to dabble in it see if it works for you if it doesn't 
stay away from it if it does maybe include that as well in your list of resources that you mm, use. Mm, mm. It can also just be good to include other resources to keep you entertained. Mm. Mm. Um, because, you know, the reason why Anki didn't work as well for me as it did for Krim is because I get bored really easily. And just sitting there looking at flashcards all day does not interest me at all. But when I included Anki with lots of other resources, I could deal with it and I actually found it to be quite useful. Um, so think about that as well. What's going to keep you actually studying and, and interested and having a good time while you're studying as well? Yeah, which leads us really well onto the next point, which is always keeping things in perspective. Um, in terms of learning stuff, it's more than just your grades. Remember that whatever it is you're going to learn, and this is really one of the beautiful things about studying medicine, is that you're probably going to one day use that information in some way or another. You might not use all of it, but you know, that piece of information that you learned might help someone in the future. So remember, it's not just about your grades. It's also about that long-term perspective of, oh, this learning is actually going to help people. It's going to help me in my career, but it's going to also help other people in the community. That's a really worthwhile thing. Mm. Yeah, but there's other things as well. Like, you know, don't be harsh on yourself. Um, Don't compare yourself to others. Mm -hmm. I think that's something we've mentioned quite a lot. Um, you know, you don't need to know absolutely everything as well. Mm-hmm. And if it can be really easy in medicine to go, oh, you didn't know that. That's something that you should totally know. Or, oh, I, I should know that or I shouldn't know this. You know, just be kind to yourself. You will learn the relevant stuff mm-hmm. as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think that wraps things up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, but next episode will be episode six, our final episode of our Have a Study series. And it will be all about what a day in the life looks like um, before Zoom Uni and then Zoom Uni, um, just to give both the perspectives there. Thanks for all for listening and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.